Welcome to Dr. Suzanne Howard's audio play. Thank you for downloading and I pray you are truly blessed. To get more information on Dr. Suzanne Howard's ministry, feel free to visit www.suzannemhoward.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Let it What's up? Good evening. You coming in or you getting up? Come on. Good evening. <laughs> I had to fly on in from Bible study. So apologize for being 17 minutes late, but I would not leave you detoxing on your own. I am your host, Apostle Dr. Suzanne Howard. And I am here to see you through. We're going to go through this together. Woo, trying to get it together. Tonight like this, we nice to put a little wig on, right? <laughs> Amen. Welcome, everyone. Let me get the comments and see who's here. Here we go, guys. That's right, Evangelist. Good evening. Good evening, Joseph. Carol, good evening, Charity, Dawn, Elder Bonner, bless you, my brother, Ashley, good evening, Renee, Coach Latanya, Coach Ebony, <clears throat> Ian Sylvia, Chief Intercessor Joy Nolan, come on in, you love the cup, thank you, <laughs> that's one of my favorites, Kamisha, Gisela, God delivers, all right. Mary Powell, welcome. Lynette, Elder Manny, Elsie, Lisa Palmer, Coach Maria, Gwendolyn, Kabibi, y'all are coming on in. Minister Vanessa, Jessica, I see y'all. Come on in and give a couple more shout outs. We're going to roll on into tonight. <clears throat> Pastor D. Vanessa Roman, welcome, sister. Dixie, good evening, soulmates. <clears throat> We're almost there. Latrice, hello, darling. 
Cherie, God bless you. Welcome. Yuzoverly, Joelle, welcome. Good evening. Rosa. Madeline. Mm, I don't even know if y'all was able to hear me. My mic not even plugged in. <clears throat> good evening, Tate, Tasha, Audacity, Madeline. Good evening. All right. I just had to correct some things rolling in here. Like I said, coming in from Bible study, literally finished a client, went right into Bible study and rolled right on into here. That's right. It's necessary to live. Good evening, Barbara. <clears throat> Good evening, Charity. Crystal Green. Good evening, Belinda. Good to see you on. All right. Looks like we're going to top off right there for a minute. Welcome. Who has the best seat in the house? Good evening, Minister Brittany. <laughs> and so are you, Gisela. So are you. A lot of cuz on here yelling out to each other tonight, huh? I like that. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Welcome again. To group therapy, I am your host, Apostle Dr. Suzanne Howard, and we are in group therapy this entire month for 30 days, and we are going through our soul detox, getting our prescription, our soul solution <clears throat> for self-esteem and self-love. That's what we're spending all of our concentrated time on. <clears throat> Next month, I am having a private session, semi-private, more of a personal session, I should call it. Good evening, Pastor Vale. Um, and we're talking to motherless, loveless daughters, empowering and recovering daughters of loveless mothers. And I don't think I limit it to daughters. I think it's the, I think the gender is not a factor at all in it. But I'll share with y'all a blessing that the Lord had given you is I had capped the class off at 25, but either I didn't cap the class off when I set up the event or um, it didn't stick. Something didn't happen and it didn't cap off at 25. So a few of y'all got in there. I think maybe six more <clears throat> got into the class. I'm glad you're here. Doesn't matter that you're late. We're glad you're with us, Cindy. Chevelle, Cheryl Johnson. So um, next month, we're going to have a, it's not going to be on Facebook Live or YouTube. It's going to be on Zoom. It's going to be on my private virtual conference class sessions. And we're going to deal with recovering from loveless mothers. If you, you believe you were a child who your parent didn't have or held back on emotional support, uh, love, giving you their blessing, uh, nurturing you and preparing you for the world, 
you still have tonight to enroll in that class. And then I've got to go in and correct my error of not capping it off at 25 in the actual setup. And um, so I want to make sure that you guys are set up. Thank you, Ebony. Ebony, you're on YouTube. Can you hear me? She's showing me now that there's 35 registered now for the February event and was supposed to stop at 25. So if you want to get in, you might want to get in now. And I'm, I'm doing this as an advantage right now. <clears throat> it's $25 per session. It is $25 per session, but you can register for just $25. You can register for just the first uh, session. And then the payment will be due per session. Looks like they can hear me on YouTube. So Elsie may have to reboot or close YouTube and open it back up. Good evening, Corindus. I see you flew home after Bible study as well. Yeah, it is a blessing, Renee, that we're able to get in because I promised myself and y'all that I was capping it off at 25, but something glitched in the computer or something supernaturally happened. And um, it didn't close off the registration as it was supposed to. So I have to close it after tonight. Otherwise, I can't give each participant the um, ministry and the counseling that I want to give them. So I have to cap it off. I'll run it again, <clears throat> maybe towards the end of the year or next year again. But um, I got to cap it off so that I can give the level of ministry and the master class of coaching that I want to give those that's in that class. So you have one night left tonight to register for it. Go to the Wix app and go to events. <clears throat> Scroll down and see all the events that are up and coming for Suzanne M. Howard and just click register. You register for $25, you're in. <clears throat> and before every session, you, you will have to pay the additional $25 per session. <clears throat> And it's still a blessing because if it was privately, it would be between $75 or $125 per session. But because we're doing it as group therapy, it's $25 each. If everyone can hear me on YouTube, can you go ahead and let Elsie know that there's nothing wrong with the volume? I don't see anyone else saying they can't hear me. Thank you, Sharita. Thank you, Charity. Maybe we need to tell Elsie she needs to reset her YouTube. Just close it out and go back in because it looks like everyone's hearing me just fine. They're commenting on what I'm speaking. <clears throat> All right. So get into that if you can. If not, you can catch it on the next go around. Um, if you really want to get in and you don't think you can afford the uh, $25, yeah, almost at $75, the $25 per session, Ask someone to sponsor you. You never know what could happen. You can ask them online as well. Thank you very much. Everyone's saying they can hear me just fine on YouTube. All righty. So um, if you're a podcast listener, type podcast on the screen right now. Let me know if you are a podcast listener. I want to see how many actually go to Apple iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast, Audible, if you are a podcast listener, type on the screen for me, podcast. Look at that. Facebook is definitely in the house. Y'all are responding quickly. 
Very good. Very good. That's important. <clears throat> All right. How have y'all been doing with your automatic thoughts? I had a young lady today that I was in session with for her uh, coaching session. And she <clears throat> was just bubbling over with thoughts. And she said, I, I just need to go home. Like I enjoy our sessions, Apostle, but I just need to go home. I just need to journal when I get like this. And I asked her, get like what? And she was bubbly and happy. She said, I'm hearing myself. I had no idea that I had this much to say to myself or to the world even. And I, I believe these were the automatic random thoughts, um, not looking for permission, thinking that I have going on in the back of my mind, even when I'm driving or eating or talking to other people. And she said, I, I'm hearing it now. And I, and I think it's always been there and I've never paid attention to it. And the times like this is when I just want to go home and journal. And as soon as our 55 minutes was up, she zoomed out and zoomed home so she can get all of her information out because she is now able to hear her subconscious talks. Ashley says she's getting it. Ebony's helped Elsie. Amazon music products. Very good, Edith. Edith, you're actually the one that made me go and check Audible myself. So thank you guys for everything you ask or you just shared tidbits with me. You really helped me out to perfect this thing. <coughs> All right, Elsie, I'm glad you can hear us. Welcome. All right. What else do I need to cover? The automatic thoughts. I just uploaded on the Wix event discussion page. Go to Wix, open up events. It should be on your first tab at this point. And it's the flyer for what we're doing for these 30 days. Tap the flyer. When you go in, you will see, um, uh, forget what's on the left, but you want the part that's on the right. You want where it says discussion. And I put up an automatic form for you. So you have a blank form to start out from. Um, you can retype it. You can print it and staple a hundred of them together and make that your journal for the year. Um, you can take a photograph, a screenshot of it. And if you have an Apple pencil or a Galaxy pencil, you can write on it right inside of your tablets. Um, or you can just go ahead and retype it in whatever you use. But good evening, all. God bless you and welcome tonight. I think maybe on Friday night, we'll make it special and we'll actually go through the automatic log together. Um, what I posted tonight should help you greatly greatly. Um, and I, I think we'll go through one together just to make sure that we all have it. Because I spoke to, I think, four people today. That, that's not all I spoke to today, but I spoke to four people today that I actually took the log out and I gave it to them. And I said, here, you got to fill this out. This, what you're doing right now can actually be handled in a better way if you take out your AT log. Look at your stinking thinking. That's the automatic thoughts. And then look at the distortions that you believe in, that you buy into, that you partner with because of the automatic thoughts. You have to get a logical, rational thought to cancel out your distortion. A rational, logical thought to cancel out your automatic thought. And your automatic thoughts, you want them. They can be used prophetically. They can be used through discernment. But when you suffer low self-esteem, 
There's a different God. It's the God of low self-esteem that tends to talk to you, minister to you, give you advice, helps you label, help you assume, help you overgeneralize, help you make everything about you, help you um, blame. You want to get rid of the God of self so that you can hear God. You can have a purposeful discernment, prophetic advice and strategy and counsel right from the well of the Holy Spirit. Very good, Joel. I want to give you, i got to move my arm from diamond, but I want to give you a hand clap. Very, very good that you used it today. It makes a heck of a different, guys. So please take it out and try it. Very good. Another young man, Pastor Kareem said he used it as well. It helped him today. I used it on four clients and showed them how to get started on it and how important to really know that I can take control of a situation, not of them, not of it, but of me. I can control the destination of my mind. And that's what you're doing. You're coming out of being victim and being powerless to being powerful. That's why the last conference I had at Goodwin College, we opened up with, I got the power. Remember that? And then when we celebrated five years on January 2nd this year and the wonderful coaches, we had a nice celebration event. We opened it up with, you've got the power and you have to know that you have the power because what good is living a life if you don't have the power in it? And we know that all power and authority comes from God, but God doesn't want to be your co-pilot. He doesn't want you to be his co-pilot. He left the Holy Spirit for that, to make intercession to be the voice of reason, to be the voice of conviction. He wants you to drive. He gave you power to get well. He gave you all authority on earth. That's scripture. Go make disciples. Go be fruitful and multiply. Go and take authority over the creatures in the earth, the flying birds in the air, the sea animals in the sea. He empowered us with everything and we gave it away when we gave away our inheritance to that lion voice. And you know what that lion voice started out with? Did God say? He never said to her, God didn't say that. The serpent's voice never said to Eve, God did not say. The serpent never lied on God and said, God said this. He asked Eve, did God say? Isn't that interesting? Isn't that just like an automatic thought? Just enough to cause her to question and alter the destiny that we're trying to rebuild from to this very day. He asked the question and that's our automatic thoughts. It's the same thing. Amen. All right. So that's a little history there. Let's get into what I want to do tonight. Tonight, I want to talk about experiencing unconditional love. Experiencing unconditional love. Experiencing unconditional love. And guess from which well we are talking about tonight on unconditional love. Anybody got a clue? 
the well within that God expects us to have so that we can love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Amen. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to read, indulge me for a moment, and then we'll take flight from there. Earlier, I had posed the question, I think it was two or three nights ago, how does one build self-esteem in the absence of parental guidance? Because remember we said, if you want to have great self-esteem, choose your parents early in life because that's where it comes from. And we know that it is impossible to choose our parents. So how does one build self-esteem in the absence of parental guidance? So far, we have explored the first building block or factor of building self-esteem, unconditional human wealth. Very good, Crystal. Unconditional <clears throat> human worth. We talked about that the other night when we went through at the core, the essential intrinsic self at the core of who you are. You're already birthed with value, meaning, purpose, destiny, and everything that you need to survive is already on the inside of you. Do you understand that <clears throat> your economy to get wealth is already on the inside of you? <clears throat> what you need to do <clears throat> to make a living already rests on the inside of you. We have to tap into that. We have a whole lot of worth inside of us that is going untapped, unacknowledged, unappreciated, and avoided through generations in our families, not just with us, for generations in our families. This factor is based on one's accurate recognition of core worth. Remember the core, the self. It's also known as the seat of our emotions. The self is also known as the seat of our emotions. It's the seat of our appetites. Do you have a problem overeating? Is something in your soul. Surgery is not going to change it. You're going to have bypass surgery and you're probably, I don't want to speak it into your mind, but let's deal with facts. You're probably... I'll say it this way. You're probably possibly able to gain all that weight back with surgery, cutting your stomach in half, gastric bypass, whatever the different surgeries that they do, even going through such extreme measures. How, when I went through such extreme measure, measures to lose weight, can I logically possibly gain all this weight back? Because the appetite is in your soul. So if you are not happy and healthy, the appetite is in your soul. You have a problem eating? You have a problem swallowing and eating? Do you have a problem enjoying food? Do you just just, just, just gold guard food, as much food as you can get because of your emotional state? And you're not able to taste and enjoy food for what it is? eat too much, not enough? Do you wear too much black? You don't enjoy colors? Do you have problem decorating your house? 
Do you have a problem making a decision? It comes from your soul, your essential core self. That is the seat of your emotions. That is the seat of your appetite. And you will see as you continually go through these detoxes of the soul, your style is going to change. Your taste is going to change. Your sight, your view is going to change. Your desire for more color and, and purpose is going to change. <clears throat> you're going to find yourself being able to decorate or design things. You're just going to come alive like fireworks on the 4th of July. Because the core, the self, the essential intrinsic being, you have been ignoring the soul and only paying attention to the spirit. And we are not spirit beings only on the earth. That was not God's plan for us to live that way on the earth. He put us in an earthen vessel. Amen. So we are psychologically alive when God blew the breath of life into us. When he blew the breath of life to into us, psychologically, we came alive. Isn't that something? That's when we became human psychologically, when he blew the breath of life into us. It was almost like we were just spirit. And when he, the motor started, things started cranking. And then that's when death also came in <laughs> shortly after that. But that's the psychological side to us. We became psychologically alive. So we have a responsibility to take care of our whole self holistically. Our physical body, our spiritual man, and guess what else? Our soul. We have a physical body, we have a spiritual man, and we have a soul. The soul has no gender. We are three-part being, all in one. And we have been, especially for us that have been so dedicated to the church, we have been so heaven-bound. Not only have we been no earthly good, we have been killing ourselves in the earth. Speaking in tongues, but don't have love. Shouting around the church, not walking in forgiveness. Preaching messages with lousy character and integrity. We're a three-part being. We have a spirit, we have a soul, and we have a body. And we have a responsibility to take care of all three of them. So now for these 30 days, and I hope that you continue on after this, you are finally taking care of your soul man. And we've added another piece into this and we're taking care of our physical being. And I hope you all continue on your journey to take care of your spiritual side. But everyone, whether they believe in God or not, has this tri-union here that we are responsible for taking care of. And that's why people are on long journeys to find who they are and um, who, what's my purpose and how to meditate and, you know, getting into all type of things because we're on a journey. We're searching for what we once had. And all of us who recognize God or not 
our three-part being, and we are responsible for the edification of all three parts of us. Amen. So we're talking tonight about unconditional human worth, experiencing unconditional love. This factor is based on one's accurate recognition of core worth. As such, this factor relates to cognition or the intellect. Factor two, unconditional love is a beautiful and extremely powerful building block that primarily concerns emotions. I'll say it again. Factor two, the first factor is based on one's accurate recognition of core worth. That's factor number one. This factor relates to cognition or the intellect. Factor two is unconditional love. It's a beautiful and extremely powerful building block that primarily concerns emotions. Whereas factor one primarily concerns the realistic part of the definition of self-esteem. Factor two primary relates to the appreciative part of the definition. Let us now turn our attention to this factor. Unlike unconditional human worth, a cognition which one thinks about, love is something you experience. Stay with me. You may have to replay the beginning, but you'll get it. Although philosophers like to intellectualize it, talking about love, people recognize love when they see it. Have you ever known anyone who didn't? When Mother Teresa ministered to people, whether it was a dying man in Calcutta or a spastic child in Lebanon, something fascinating happens. At the moment they looked into her eyes and felt great love coming through them, they no longer looked away. They became calmer and their countenance softened. Did they think, hmm, let's see, is this agape? Is this eros? Is this filio? Hmm, what type of love is this? No, they simply recognized love and responded to it. They felt it by the way she looked at them, spoke to them and touched them. Love can be seen. It can be touched. It can be heard. Love. What are some of the basic, <coughs> what are some of the basic principles of experience love and unconditional love? Each person has been created to love and to be loved. Bottom line, each person, spiritual people know it, philosophers know it, chemists, scientists, doctors, they all know it. In our core, our self core, we have all been created to love and to be loved. As Mother Teresa observed, each person needs affirming or love 
to feel like somebody of worth. Write it down. Each person needs affirming or love to feel like somebody of worth. It's powerful. We're going to go in good tonight. I know I don't have much of your time tonight, but we're going to get it. That is, everybody needs a source to affirm that they are loved, that they are accepted and worthwhile. As the psychologist Abraham Maslow wrote in 1968, the need for love characterizes every human being that is born. No psychological health is possible unless the essential core is accepted, loved, and respected. Thus, love is important. If you have not received it from others, it is good to provide it for yourself. Where's Karen at tonight? Is she on here with me tonight? She's my mic dropper. Where you at, Karen? That was a mic drop. The need for love characterizes every human being that is born. Don't say, I don't need love. I'm fine by myself. I don't trust anybody. Obviously, you don't trust the core self. No psychological health is possible unless the essential core is accepted, loved, and respected. Thus, love is important. If you have not received it from others, it is good to provide it for yourself. Tell me that's not powerful. If you have not received it from others, it is important to provide it for yourself. That's why I said you had 18 years for your folks to get it right, get it wrong, do whatever they need to do, work it out. But guess what? After 18 years, you have become responsible for you solely. And it is up to you to love yourself better than your parents did. To prepare for all the things that you are going to embark on and add to your life and the people that you're going to add to your life. It is important for you to love them. But you can't love them from a place where you don't love yourself. So what is love? Let's go. It helps to have a clear understanding of the nature of love, which is the second factor of self-esteem and an important building block. Let me give you, I'm going to give you four senses of what love is. I'm going to feed all the senses here. I'm going to give you four. Are you ready? Self-esteem and an important building block. Love is a feeling that you experience. Write it down, type it in, whatever you can do. Love is a feeling that you experience. One recognizes it when one sees it. A feeling that you experience one recognizes it when one sees it. 
What else is love? It's an attitude. It's an attitude. What is love? An attitude. Love wants what's best for the loved one at every moment. There's the Bible. Love is an attitude. Love wants what's best for the loved one at each moment. Note this, love for others and love for self are not mutually exclusive. Ideally, the attitude of loving encircles both. That is so good. It's not exclusive. Love for others and love for self are not mutually exclusive. Ideally, the attitude of loving has to encircle both. Going back to loving my neighbor as I love myself. The Bible, I love the Bible. The Bible is so clear on how a husband loves his wife shows on how he loves himself. Look at how some women are being treated. We're going to talk gender for a moment here. With so detox, we never go into gender. But look at the gender here. The Bible says that how a man treats his wife is a reflection on how he loves himself. Love is an attitude and it has to encircle both yourself and someone else. What else is love? Love is a decision. Love is a decision. A decision and a commitment that you make every day. Intentionally on purpose, you have to make it every day. A decision and a commitment that you make every day. Sometimes you will it, even though this may be difficult at times. And lastly, love is a skill <clears throat> that is cultivated. So what is love? A feeling, an attitude, a decision, and a skill. It's a feeling that you experience. One recognizes it when one sees it. It's an attitude. Love wants what's best for the loved one at each moment. And it has to be encircled by both individuals in involved. Love is a decision and a commitment that you make every day. Sometimes you will it, even though it is difficult at times. And love is a skill that is cultivated. Have you ever talk, thought about love in that way? Some mistakenly assume that love and related feelings like appreciation, acceptance, and affection is only a feeling that we either have or we don't. This simplistic view overlooks the notion that love is also an act of will and skill. Although anyone can recognize and respond to love, loving is something that we learn to do. I think we need to read that again. Some mistakenly assume 
that love and related feelings like appreciation, acceptance, and affection is only a feeling that we either have or we don't. This simplistic view overlooks the notion that love is also an act of will and skill. Although anyone can recognize and respond to love, loving is something that we learn to do. Television, Mr. Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, demonstrated unconditional love daily, telling children, I like you just the way you are. That was his whole mantra, his whole mission, his whole branding was demonstrating unconditional love daily, telling children, I like you just the way you are. He sang the following songs, Mr. Rogers, 1970, on his show. Notice the messages of separating worth from externals and of liking the core. It went like this. It's you I like. It's not the things you wear. It's not the way you do your hair, but it's you I like. The way you are right now the way down deep inside you, not the things that hide you. Mr. Rogers, 1970, teaching us unconditional love. Mr. Rogers was a sickly child confined during ragweed season to the only room in his house with an air conditioner. But at eight years of age, he visited his grandfather's farm. He rejoiced as he scrambled along the stone walls of the farm. Afterward, his grandfather told him, Fred, you made this day special by being yourself. Remember, there's just one person in the world like you. And I like you just the way you are. Can you say that to yourself? Yeah, I remember Mr. Rogers. I love that show too, Renee. That's right, Dawn. Say it. Can you say that to yourself? I like me just the way I am. You may not mean it yet, but type those words out and say it to yourself while you're typing it. <laughs> Will you be my neighbor? Won't you be mine? <laughs> This story demonstrates that we each stand on the shoulders of those who have gone before us and that loving unconditionally is learned. Is learned. Two love stories I want to read tonight. It is easier to recognize love than to define it. The following two stories that I'm going to read to you depicts love nicely. This one we're going to title Love Finds a Way. When 70-year-old Bernie Myers of Wilmot, Illinois, died suddenly of cancer, his 10-year-old granddaughter, Sarah Myers, didn't have a chance to say goodbye to him. For weeks, Sarah said little about what she was feeling. But then one day she came home 
from a friend's birthday party with a bright red helium balloon. <clears throat> she went into the house, her mother recalls, and came out carrying the balloon and an envelope addressed to Grandpa, Grandpa Bernie in heaven up high. <clears throat> the envelope contained a letter in which Sarah told her grandfather that she loved him and hoped somehow he would hear her. Sarah printed her return address on the envelope, tied the envelope to the balloon, and let it go. The balloon seemed so fragile, her mother remembers. I didn't think it would make it past the trees, but it did. Two months passed, then one day a letter arrived, <laughs> addressed to Sarah Myers' family, and bearing a York, Pennsylvania postmark. Dear Sarah, family and friends, <laughs> your letter to your grandpa, Bernie Myers, apparently reached his destination <laughs> and was read by him. I understand they can't keep material things up there, so it drifted back to earth. They just keep thoughts, memories, love, and things like that. Sarah, whenever you think about your grandpa, he knows and is very close by with overwhelming love. Sincerely, Don Cop, also a grandpa. Cop, K-O-P-P, a 63-year-old retired receiving clerk had found the letter and the nearly deflated balloon while hunting in Northern Pennsylvania, almost 600 miles from Wilmette. The balloon had floated over at least three states and one of the Great Lakes before coming to rest on a blueberry bush. Though it took me a couple of days to think of what to say, cop notes, it was important to me that I write to Sarah. Says Sarah, I just wanted to hear from grandpa somehow in a way. Now I think I have heard from him. This was in the Chicago Tri Tribune in 1990. Isn't that beautiful? So sweet. Absolutely. Learning about love, a story about Mother Teresa. My own mother used to be very busy the whole day. But as soon as the evening came, she used to move very fast to get ready to meet my father. At that time, we didn't understand. We used to laugh and we used to tease her. But now I remember what a tremendous, delicate love she had for him. Didn't matter what happened, but she was ready there with a smile to meet him. That was written, love, a fruit always in season. Sources of love. Love can be experienced from at least three sources parents, self, and significant others. Okay, I'm teaching again now. Wipe your little dry eyes. I know y'all thought of your grandfather or somebody. I had to throw that in tonight just to get your heart feeling love, especially those who may be just feeling lonely or sad or in a heartbreak or in a loveless marriage or in a, a rejected, misunderstood relationship with friends or family. I wanted you to feel that love again. Love can be experienced from at least three sources, parents, self, and significant others. Mm -hmm. I knew I'd get you, Pastor D. Love can be experienced from at least three sources, parents, self, and significant others. I can always tell when I got y'all because y'all stopped typing. <laughs> A mama knows her sheep. 
Where can love be experienced from? With the tears coming down your eyes. There we go. From three sources. What are the three? What are the three sources? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> from parents, self, and significant others. Now, someone other and significant other is two different people. If this person isn't significant to you, then you need to question the love. I wish I had time to go on that tonight. With some of these hookups that you give your heart and your body and your spirit to. And it was nothing significant about them. You should have never given them that. What makes somebody significant in your eyes? Do you give your love away because you confuse love? with your low self-esteem? Theologians add an important fourth source. Theologians add an important fourth source called divine love. Most theologians teach that God's love is unconditional, a gift of grace, always accessible, and the securest foundation for growth. This spiritual foundation can be vitally useful, although a full exploration of God's love is beyond the scope of this teaching. There's divine love. And we as believers believe and teach that God's love is unconditional. It's a gift of grace, always accessible, and the securest fountain and foundation for our growth. This spiritual foundation can be vitally useful and a full exploration should be done on God's love. Now let's deal with the first one, parents. And this will probably be all I have room for tonight. Mm, is it just 49 minutes? Okay, I could take 10 more minutes with y'all if y'all can stay awake with me. Parents. Parents are an ideal source of unconditional love. Say it. Write it down. Parents are an ideal source of unconditional love. Good evening, my senior apostle, Apostle D Bill Dickerson. I don't see your name up here now, but I know I just saw your name go by. Welcome, Apostle Bill Dickerson. <coughs> Can't wait for you to come see us in Connecticut. Everyone is asking me for you. They're getting on my nerve. They're tired of mama. They want to see grandpa apostle. Yeah, I would say that, that that's agape, Pastor Kareem. Parents are an ideal source of unconditional love. Although it would be nice if you received unconditional love from your folks, parents are fallible. They're fallible people who love imperfectly. No children received perfect, unconditional love from their parents. It does no good to waste time begrudging the love that you did not receive in the past. Does no good begrudging the love that you did not receive in the past. As we discussed earlier in the program, blaming, remember the labels, blaming, keeps you stuck in the past and it contributes to your feelings that you are a helpless victim. 
You want to get out of that victim mindset, that powerless mindset. You must, you must, you must get out of blame. Blaming keeps you in a victim mentality. Remember we talked about thoughts and feelings and behaviors that, that become maintenance to your, your, your distorted thinking. Thank you, apostle. You are an awesome man. Thank you. We talked about almost like they're maintenance drugs, right? Well, trying to blame your parents and staying stuck in the past is a maintenance. It's a supplier. It's water to the weed that you want to dry up and die called victim mentality. You've got to get out of blame. You've got to get out of the past. It contributes to the feelings that you're fighting now with me in these 30 days of feeling helpless, personalizing everything and blaming everyone. You've got to break from the blame. I'm going to read it again. I have to read this one again. Parents are ideal sources of unconditional love. Ideal had we not be in a fallen earth. Although it would be nice if you received unconditional love from your folks, parents are fallible. They're fallible people who love imperfectly. No children receive perfect unconditional love from their parents. I don't care how nice the household looked. It does no good to waste time begrudging the love that you did not receive in the past. As we discussed earlier in the program, Blaming keeps you stuck in the past and it contributes to your feelings that you are a helpless victim. I hope you are writing this down. Break the blame cycle. Get out of the past. And stop the victim mentality. Okay, I'm going to go on to self. Very short. Self. If one has not received love from others, one could ask, how can I furnish the love I need to flourish? One can provide this needed love in many ways, and we will discuss it soon. Self. These are all the ways we're talking about the sources of love. Divine love from God. Parental love. Self-love. If one has not received love from others, one could ask, how can I furnish the love I need to flourish? One can provide this needed love in many ways. And that's an entire chapter we're going to work on, loving thyself. Last point I want to make tonight, significant others. Sources of love, divine love, which is God, parents, self and significant others. The love of significant others, such as friends, spouses, or relatives, is intentionally listed as the last resource. It's nice to receive love from others. However, as with parents, others will never provide perfect, unconditional love. The reaction we get from others is more likely to be a reflection of how they feel about themselves than a true reflection of our core worth. 
I want to see y'all comments, but I got to finish this first. When people lack a realistic, appreciative opinion of themselves, they often become socially needy. Where's Karen at tonight? I need her to drop another mic for me. That is, they turn to others for the approval of their core that they themselves lack so desperately want. They can smother others and suck them emotionally dry. When their insecurity drives people away, the rejection is devastating. Even if they win the esteem of others, this other esteem, not self-esteem, the esteem of others is no substitute for the inner security of self-esteem. So the prudent course is to first be responsible for the source of love that you can depend on, you. Before exploring ways to furnish wholesome love, let's explore some important additional premises regarding love. We're not going to go there tonight. We're going to finish that on tomorrow night. But if you will indulge me with the last three minutes that we have, I would just like to read that again. Thank you, Beverly Baker. She dropped the mic. I saw Pastor Vale up there, Apostle Bill. Amen. Significant others, sources of love, divine love, parental love, self-love, and significant others. The love of significant others, such as friends, spouses, or relatives, is intentionally listed as the last source. How is it on your list? Is it the first source on your list? Are you mad at someone because they're not loving you the way you think you should be loved? He didn't state it here in his teaching to us, but what I've learned about this type of order of love is that most people respond to you with the type of love they see you giving yourself. I wish I had added that in my book. I don't think I put that in mine either. Did you hear me? Let me read his comment about it and then I'll read mine. The love of significant others, such as friends, spouses, or relatives is intentionally listed as the last resource. It is nice to receive love from others. However, as with parents, others will never provide perfect, unconditional love. The reaction we get from others is more likely to be a reflection of how they feel about themselves than a true reflection of our core worth. When people lack a realistic, appreciative opinion of themselves, they often become socially needy. This is the part I want to comment comment on. The reaction we get from others is more likely to be a reflection of how they feel about themselves than a true reflection of our core worth. So I can only give you a reaction of the reflection of how I feel about myself in my core is what this teacher is saying. My experience and from all the learning and, and, and training that I've had is that most people love you based on the love they see you have for yourself. Think about it like this. How are people able to use you if they respond to you by the way they see themselves? It's more personal than that. Now, it's a shallow base because remember how a man loves a wife determines how he loves himself first. 
So if a man is abusive and cheat with his wife, not keeping his word with his wife, not honoring the vows with his wife, um, not seeing her as the one that should be um, his favor and his gift from God. If he has a tr trouble acknowledging her, favoring her over himself, loving her, if he has a problem um, lifting her up, boosting her up, it's a reflection of what he has on the inside or, or a lack thereof that he cannot give from without because he has an empty well. But it's also been proven that most people will treat you the way they see you treat yourself. So if someone is not convinced that you love yourself, they don't feel they have to treat you a certain way. And that's why it's important to honor yourself because you teach people how to treat you. Come on, that's some good stuff. When people lack a realistic, appreciative opinion of themselves, they often become socially needy. That is, they turn to others for the approval of their core. They turn to others for the approval of their core needs that they themselves lack and so desperately want. They can smother others. And I, that turns me off so big time and suck them emotionally dry. When their insecurity drives people away, the rejection is devastating and they usually turn to blame. Even if they win the esteem of others, this is other esteem, not self-esteem. The esteem of others is no substitute for the inner security of self-esteem. So the prudent course is to first be responsible for the source of love that you can depend on, you. Before exploring ways to furnish wholesome love, let's explore some important additional premises regarding love. My time is up. I've got to go. I love you. I bless you. Exactly. So I should have really got your palate kind of seasoned up tonight with some great taste, some, some grapes and pomegranates and cheesecake and some fancy cheeses. That does that taste buds ready now. I got that palette ready. You're going to be on here tomorrow and we're going to go into the additional premises regarding love. And we're going to go into loving and healing thyself. Are you ready? Are you ready for some loving thyself, some unconditional love? Are you ready for some healing thyself? Oh, come on. The Lord is good. Well, thank you for coming on tonight. Remember to please subscribe to us on YouTube. We need the subscribers. We need to get up to a thousand. We're just hitting over 600 now. And uh, we've, we've grown from, I think we were in the high 500s before we started this teaching. But please help us get us up to a thousand. We need it, need it, need it, need it, need it. And I can't do it without your help. I'm on here providing um, what I believe the Lord has given me to give to you. So I need you to respond in some type of way. And all I'm asking is for you and to get five friends to go and click subscribe on YouTube. Amen. All right. So we're going to go home um, and we're going to return here tomorrow at 8 p.m. I love you. I bless you. May the Lord's face shine upon you. Third John one and two, let's go. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. God bless you and good night. Let it
Dr. Suzanne Howard is happy to have shared this time with you. To get more information on solutions and personal development, coaching, and counseling of the soul, go to www.suzannemhoward.com. You can also find her on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Periscope. Thank you for tuning in with us.